it is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, super fired up about episode two of Props and Drops. I am here with my much more handsome, much more accomplished, uh, much more grizzly beard, beard out, and good friend, Matt Kalish. Kalish, how are you? How have you been? We made it to episode two, so it's not so bad. <laughs> we didn't uh, get canceled did in episode get canceled. one. Uh, we, our yeah. pilot made it. Uh, how was your fourth? It was great. I went up to New Hampshire with the family and had a had a really good day. How about you? Yeah, really, really good. Just uh, just happy and healthy, and was happy to see everybody hitting it hard on social for the weekend. So I was happy for others. And uh, and do we have our good friend Herm in the building? Herm, you know you are the breakout star of episode one. Uh, people enjoyed you. I got a lot of DMs saying. Yo, you and Kalish have great chemistry, but that Herm guy, I re- you know, hope you guys keep him on the show. So, you know, it was our plan to really just use you as training wheels for episode one, but you were, you're kind of like the Ari Gold, Urkel, kind of like, you know, like, you know how that character in a sitcom breaks out that nobody fully expected the fonz? Yes, yeah, we know that, we know how the character breaks out. It, the, the, the reaction is simply people taking lines on us betting, on us fighting, because that clearly I- is going to happen, yes. They didn't understand the brotherly love in episode one. They thought it was like a rivalry. Yes. Okay. Well, let me make a public record. I adore you, and I think you're great. All right, Kalish. Oh, what uh, what are we gonna talk about in episode two? Lots going on. We're gonna start with the UFC. I feel like we have to kind of go back to episode one. UFC has probably the biggest fight of the year: McGregor Poirier this weekend. UFC two sixty four. By the time this airs, maybe the fight will be over, but we need to be on when the record. Seth, when are we when are we airing this? Because this fight comes Saturday, and I'd like to air it before, because then we can have some juice. Can we pull that off? The goal, I believe, is Friday. Friday? Beautiful. Kalish, we're gonna have it Beautiful. out. And we'll have like so okay, so wait, we got again, this is what I talk everybody who's listening, my whole career has been built on it already happened. I understood it. I then talk about it, but it still feels early because I was early to it. This show scares the shit out of me because I have to guess, and then I have to deal with it in episode three of being right or wrong. For example, this fight, let me just go right into it, is incredibly difficult for me to figure out who's gonna win. I legitimately have no fucking clue. These are two, like, like these are two guys who are incredibly skilled. The concept of, of MMA in general is difficult to predict because of just the nature of the sport and the ability for it to end in one shocking moment. And then this fight specifically, yep. these guys are juiced. This is this is the fucking tiebreaker. This is like this is forever legacy. Like, I, you know, I have to believe both of them being as competitive as they are. They know that forever, forever, what ha- what happens in this fight is their legacy. Look at Ali and Frazier. I don't think this is of that caliber of a rivalry. But if Frazier wins that third fight. Both Frazier and Ali's legacy for the last 40 years would have been completely different. That's just facts. I agree. It's a trilogy. The first fight Connor won was in 2014, so I don't even know if that counts anymore. It counts he tremendously. Lost, lost the last one. The sports book has McGregor plus 108, Poirier minus 130. So Dustin's the favorite, small favorite. What do you think? Well, I think. Who knows? But I think if McGregor doesn't win early, he's in big trouble. I mean, here's another stat. McGregor, first round knockout prop, plus 333. Poirier's plus 600. After that, Dustin's a giant favorite. So the book is basically saying if he doesn't win in the first round, he's in big trouble. Wait a minute, Dustin's plus 600 with a knockout in the first round? Yes. That's an interesting bet. Yeah. So if I think Connor doesn't get it done fast, it looks like trouble for him is what is what the book says. But you know what the book often does wrong? The human spirit. Like, again, I don't know Connor, but I know enough about the story that, like, his will to win this fight has to be on a totally different planet than the, sec- than the last fight because he's too smart about brand and business. And, like, it just, this is a humongous fight for him. From a UFC pro fighter, yes, but we're in 2021. Don't you think the meme fights, the celebrity fights, he's going to be able to earn ungodly amounts of money, win or lose, don't you think? Yes, but there's a part of me that believes, and again, I, I wish I knew him to be able to speak to this 
definitively. There's there's two different athletes, the psychotically competitive in the micro and the macro, meaning the fight itself and how am I gonna be viewed upon forever? And I think what sucks about fighting is it's so definitive, right? Like, like it's just so fucking raw compared to basketball or hockey or baseball or football, meaning I think, yes, and he's an entrepreneur and a businessman. He's having an incredible entrepreneurial career and he's a young dude with that game and will have many more years of it and people around him, like that brand has been built remarkably because of what he's accomplished inside the cage and what they, the way they've moved outside of the cage. I My intuition is he'll be devastated if he loses this fight. Be, it'll take him time. It'll be a deep scar because it does hurt him quite a bit from a legacy standpoint, because people only remember, like, it's a tricky one. I was about to say people only remember, like, the end a little bit, but look, people don't even know who Muhammad Ali lost to. Actually, here we go. Herm, Kalish, who did Muhammad Ali lose to in his final fight? Herm? No clue. Kalish? I need my sports almanac. I don't know. Most people would say Larry Holmes. Most people, if they follow boxing, and you guys are youngsters, so maybe you're a little young for this question, most people would say Larry Holmes. The answer is actually Trevor Burbick, the guy that Mike Tyson knocked out for the heavyweight championship of the world. Three years or two years after Holmes, in like the Bahamas, I think, if I'm correct, Trevor Burbick fought Ali. Nobody remembers that except nerd nerds. The problem for McGregor here is he's still enough in his prime-ish. This isn't three years from now, five years from now, after a two-year layoff. Like, the, I can't, and I'm a huge Mike Tyson guy, even Danny Williams, I think. I can't even remember who Tyson's last loss was because those last two or three fights, it didn't matter. In all intensive purposes, it was Lennox Lewis to the general public from a brand standpoint. I don't know. I think this fight has high impact on legacy and like how a man walks earth for 60 years and feels about themselves. I think it's going to be a very intense fight. I'm already anxious right now and it's Tuesday of Saturday night. Yeah. I mean, he's 32. It's not like he's an old man. Correct. He needs he this fight. I think, to, I, I, yeah, I think, I think he has a, I think it's a 50, 50 fight. Yeah. Right on. So one other fight going on, Sean O'Malley, biggest favorite, minus 835. What do you want to say about Sean in this upcoming fight? Look, full disclosure, I think people may know this. Vayner Sports reps Sean. What do I what do I think? I think he's gonna dominate. It's unfortunate the injury happened, and so there was a late. But like this is what I hate about MMA. One punch, one moment, one move, one one pl- one just one strategic misplay and it's fucking over but I think Sean will have a big night but I think you know I think Sean's chomping for big fights and I think you know he's got a lot to lose he needs to clean this guy out quick and I think he will I think he's incredibly talented all right I know, so before I know we you, move you, on let's get yeah, on, let's get really clear on the record so McGregor plus 108 Poirier minus 130 if Who I was betting, if ready, if ready, here's here's what I think. I I think McGregor, um, I think McGregor wins the fight. I really do, and I think I might be playing with my heart a little bit here. And I'm a pretty big fan of Dustin. I I think he's such a quality dude. I just I just love the character that is Connor. But it's called props and drops. If I was betting, I would bet Dustin plus six hundred first round KO. I just think that makes a ton of sense. I think that's a really good bet. So if you were, so I think Connor's going to win the fight. I might be betting with my heart, and I think if I was betting for real, for real, and I might actually throw a couple hundo on on DK on this one. Dustin plus six hundred first round KO feels like good money. Yeah. What about you? That's an interesting one. I'm going Connor. I think it'll last longer than people think. He has to figure out the leg kick thing. He was getting absolutely crushed by these these calf kicks in the first fight really hurt him i think i think he'll, there's he'll no make shot a plan. i think he'll yeah, last I, longer he, of course he has to have a plan he clearly figured that out the question is dustin knows he's figuring that out so what's the fake leg kick punch to the fucking you know this is yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's this is why it's the best it's fucking chess yeah, it's, it's fucking amazing if chess. you're listening to the show and you haven't gotten into ufc mma 
get this pay-per-view. It's a good investment for you just to feel what your feelings feel while you watch it for 50 bucks. The adrenaline's real. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm going Connor decision, which is I could make a literally billion dollars in the book on something like that. Connor decision, three to two. Love I just it. don't think he's losing again. I think he'll figure it out. I don't know how he's going to figure Dustin's it out. Dustin's a beast. This is, I, I, by the way, on the true record, I would never bet this fight. I have no fucking clue. Dustin's too good. That's the We're problem. It's real hard. Basically. Anyway. All right. Next up, Summer Olympics. Okay. You know the, the Olympics are coming up in a few weeks, I imagine. The Olympics have sucked for so long. The amount of fucks I give about the Olympics are zero. Yeah. So yeah. it was only good when fucking Russia and America wanted to kill each other and you literally felt like the Olympics was like war, like it was the Cold War. One of the reasons I thought the Olympics could get better was because Russia and China and America have enough geo-competitives going on. But I think, I, I just think the way the Olympics are covered, I, I'll be on the record, I don't think NBC does a good job with it. I think it's too fucking made for 57-year-old housewives in fucking Bama. And like, I think that's a mistake. I don't think it has enough juice. Uh, and I don't, and I think like, I think it's a problem. I think, I don't think anybody listening to this gives one fuck about the Olympics. The World Cup soccer uh, event has now taken on, in my opinion, the global sporting event. And more people are going to care about uh, the Qatar Cutter, you know, December 2022 fucking World Cup than they are going to care about these Olympics. That's just the facts. And I and I hate so saying that. So you can that. tell they're trying to bring some new sports in to juice it up a little bit. We have skateboarding, surfing, climbing, karate, all new sports this year. Is that a what I heard? Good what I heard there was what I heard. What I heard there was some Cali and Colorado kids that smoke weed might watch four minutes instead of zero, but that was about it. Well, Sean White with snowboarding really brought some prominence, I thought, into the Winter Olympics. Don't Ready? You watch this. Watch this. Ready? Matt, Mike, how many minutes of Sean White in the Olympics did you guys watch? Don't lie. Your health is on the line. How many minutes? Go. It's probably like 23 minutes. Mike? I support all athletic redheads, redheads. so I watched full. <laughs> is that true, Mike? Yes. I feel like I walked into a buzzsaw. I thought we were going to have three zeros, but you guys caught me fine. And listen, Sean, again, Sean, similar to Connor, there's these humans that have the charisma, the media understanding to cross over and do crazy shit. And I think Sean did that and mattered. Listen, what I do for a living is pay attention to the net. I don't make decisions based on me. I don't make decisions based on Kalish and Herm. Like, I think the Olympics has lost ungodly levels of juice from its heights of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I genuinely don't think people give a fuck. So you don't think skateboarding can get it done, can can pull in the interest? No, and I love skateboarding, and I think it's cool. I don't think Olympic skateboarding has people tuning in to fucking NBC Sports Channel. Like, where the fuck is NBC Sports Channel on my fucking television? Like, this is, where was the whole fucking, like, they don't know how to market. Where was the Olympics doing fucking unlimited TikTok with the 33 most attractive American fucking athletes or global athletes pounding TikTok for the last six months? Where's the fucking 24-7 road to the Olympics on fucking Peacock and the humility to put it also on Netflix and Hulu? And feel like, where is that shit? Where's the fucking undercard of these fucking celebrity boxing matches where they put the fucking US boxers that are, I don't, I can't name one fucking boxer in the Olympics right now and all they needed to do was get that kid to like fucking be at all these celebrity things and get me hyped. In 19 fucking 84, in 1976, excuse me, Howard Cosell had half America watching him on Saturday mornings and he's like, Sugar Ray Leonard, he's the next Ali. And all of us were like, I love Sugar Ray Leonard. We don't have yeah. that anymore. The media landscape has changed and the Olympics is fucking stuck in fucking Greece, not fucking... 1800s fucking fuck man fuck you olympics i'm pissed at you because i want to be there's nothing going on this summer there's nothing going on this summer so one thing, we talked about this in episode one one thing that makes all sports better is sports betting new this olympics are you guys doing that gold medal prop usa over 42.5 gold medals minus 125 i'm betting are you that playing this prop the over 
We fucking you have to be dominate. The biggest asshole we, in the world to take under the U.S. We, we fucking dominate. Uh, listen, if you're listening to this podcast around the world, I'm sorry. We fucking dominate. Yeah, we this fucking is one dominate. Of these bets. You, it's like don't pass. You bet. You can't take under the USA gold medal prop. We fucking dominate. We fucking dominate. There's some 14-year-old gymnast in Iowa who's been on a balance beam since she was two that's going to fucking wreck your face, China. I don't know her name. That's the problem. But we're going to dominate. We're going heavy over 42 and a half. As a matter of fact, Kalish, I'm going... See? I'm pumped now. I'm putting a massive bet. A massive bet on over 42 and a half. Um, and I'm fucking tweeting that shit out. I'm just going to get it going because I want to get into some fights with my international friends. Yeah. And I don't want to hear from fucking... You know what's fun about the Olympics? This is when America can flex. Unless my friend is from, like, China, right? Like, what's my Belgium friend going to say? Like, what the... You got to stay yeah. quiet. My homies China in Argentina can't... Trump is 37 and a half. So yeah. that's the closest under. country. I'm going under. I'm just kidding. I don't know anything. I I could just, I'm going over 42 and a half USA. Isn't Russia banned? Is Russia in this Olympics? That's a great question. I think Russia is like completely banned in perpetuity. We need to to pull out Google and figure out if Russia is banned. Yeah, come on, guys. You guys are like, you come in here with this fucking Olympic heat and you don't know, like, I'm I'm on the record transparently that I don't have a fucking clue, but I don't think Russia's, like, they're banned. They're banned until 2022. <laughs> there it is. By the way, your Olympics just went from hate to believe in the 42.5. A hundred percent. Because Russia is a problem, especially when they juice. And so, which is why they're banned. So I think U.S. moonwalks to over 50. Remember I said it. We'll recall it. Okay. I well, love I'm how guessing I know the answer to this one. Team USA <laughs> women's soccer minus 125 to win. The women's USA soccer team is America's actual sports treasure. From a global standpoint, yeah, I agree. 100%. Because don't forget, the Olympic basketball team has made some mistakes. <laughs> like The USA basketball team's gotten a little cute. We need to get back to getting angry about it and not having our third, seventh, ninth, 15th, and 23rd best players there. We need to fucking go crazy. Yeah. I think we do this time. I like this. I saw some of the names recently that are going to be there, so we're going to be all right. And I'm obsessed with Luca, but he's not carrying the rest of those characters on his back and beating us. And if he does, by the way, I'm going to go into drops. If Luca single-handedly takes his country and beats us, I'm going to fucking eBay and StockX and everywhere else and just buying unlimited Lucas because he's just destined them to win four titles. Yeah, look, I didn't even put basketball on my sheet because it's like bet 200 to win $1. On you, it's not something that you know. It's not in over. Question. Honestly, over forty-two it. and a half. That's it. That's the bet of the century. All right. How about tennis? Joker minus one twelve to win. It's kind of so interesting. This is this is this is, is going to get this is going to get a lot of social media responses. I like Joker more than Nadal and Federer combined times a thousand. Yeah. So. I'm betting with my heart. Joker, I, Joker's by far my favorite tennis player. By far. Yeah, and everyone gets in the mix. He's like eight to one or something. I, I can't remember exactly. All these tennis fuckers, and I have a ton of them, Harwood, Rodalance, all my tennis friends, they get so mad. They like have this love affair with Federer. I fucking don't like Federer at all. I'm Joker all the way. All the way. He's in form. Seems hard to beat. He had a hell of a... Was that that five five uh, set win where he had to come back a little bit recently in Paris? Yeah, lost the first resilience. two and ki- I love him. Fucking love yeah, him. he just tires people out. He's the beast. I'm excited to see it. What's your favorite right. bet of those, Kalish? What's that? What's your favorite bet of those three? The Olympic shit. Favorite bet? I think first you just have to put the USA over the gold medal prop. That's just for. For the clout. You can't not be betting that. It's embarrassing to not bet that. If you bet the under, you should hide your phone. Just don't tell <laughs> people. I know some people from poker, like some of my friends in poker, beautiful people, but they're the type of people that will they'll play the contrarian side and just kind of mm-hmm. like hide their phone. They'll be like, mm-hmm. that's going under. It's going to be like 41. Uh, not me. I'm, I'm putting that on social media right next to you. You have to play the over. And... 
Yeah, Joker feels like in form. It's weird putting odds on, you know, cash down on somebody to win a tournament, but I think he can get it done. And yeah, I might just put a couple of token bets out there. Women, U.S. soccer, beautiful. Um, basketball, probably not worth the time, just too inefficient. Yep. You have to bring a sack of cash, like a duffel bag of cash <laughs> to win $30. All right, let's keep so, this moving. Yeah. Beautiful. NBA Finals. Last part of the sports piece. You know, NBA oh. Finals about to start. Small market finals. Suns, Bucks. I remember, you know, Suns, 1993, Barkley, Kevin Johnson, Big O. Thunder fucking Dan. Don't forget about Dan him. Dan Marley. Yeah. That was like my team. I was devastated when they lost. Um, me, me too. So I they're back. So I mean, minus 200 Suns, Bucks, plus 165. What do you think? Huh. Um, I think it's the Suns' year. I think they they win it. But again, this is what's fun about betting. Like, I don't I don't feel confident enough. And with the you know, it's it's one of those weird things where the Giannis role players playing better, and then he comes back. Let's say game three. Like you could see it get weird, or or like it's just such a hard bet, right? Because does do they like do they split in Phoenix without Giannis and then you're like oh my god but then when Giannis comes back the continuity gets refucked up and they lose two in a row so what do I think one I think this is tremendous for the NBA let's start with that as much as the markets won't be as big and maybe it doesn't even rate as well overall it's great to see non-super teams that have built through the draft or smart free agency that are not like I great like Drew Holidays versus fucking more Hardens and Schmardens, you know. And so I think that um I think that uh it's good for the NBA. It's just healthy because it it you just need it. So that I'm pumped about. I think the Suns win in six. Um and so I guess I would bet the Suns, but the plus two hundred on the Bucks is fun because yeah, 165. I just it's think kind of like the, the Connor legacy like, discussion, too. You have yeah, Chris Paul. Chris Paul is plus 175 MVP. Far and away the favorite to win the MVP. I, I think it's going to be Devin. Saying I think it's gonna, Devin Booker. I think Booker's yeah. going to go bananas. I think Chris Paul is too teammate-oriented. I think Chris Paul's so fucking epic. I love Chris Paul as a dude. And so I think that he is almost not only going to do the right thing to win the games, but is going to, like, create the platform to springboard Booker into superstardom. Talk about drops. I don't own that many. I bought a good amount about a year ago, but, like, fucking Devin Booker rookie cards, yummy. Kid's a yeah. fucking child still. Child. So you think Chris Paul's kind of handing the baton off, 36 years old? Yeah, I think I think Chris Paul's that dude that would rather like I think Chris Paul in his soul, in his soul, in his unconscious subconscious unconscious puts on like Chris Paul would have been a great wrestler cuz he would have had the humility to put on the next guy and get pinned in the squared circle at WrestleMania to put on the next kid. That's his DNA. Yeah. Unlike like others like Hogan and War like other people struggled with passing the baton which I understand, by the way, on the record as human. But Chris Paul is not that. He's dishing. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to set up. I think, I think this is Devin Booker's explosion party. Yeah. Well, it seems like in the finals, there's always that one guy who really gets it, you know, done. Like the, I think, who do you think, Raptors, who do you think is sweet? for example, with Kawhi Leonard a couple of years mm-hmm. ago, just single-handedly basically got it done. He had some guys around him, well, like Siakam, and, stuff, I thought, but, and I also thought Siakam yeah. really kind of like flexed yeah. in a big way. You know, De- DeAndre Jordan, De- not Jordan, excuse me, uh, Aiton, like, I-, I think it's a very interesting series, but I think the Suns are, have way too much momentum, way yeah. too much. They That's look tough point. right now. Yeah. Very tough. Beautiful. When do you think Giannis is coming back? I think he's going to rush back for game two. I think if I had my say, if I knew a little bit more, you know, I don't know shit. I'm guessing my intuition says he rushes back for game two and it would have been better for him to come back for game three. That's just kind of how my gut speaks to me. 
Yeah, game five and six of the of the conference championship didn't seem like they needed him. Middleton, Giroux stepped up huge. I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, you always you always need one of the ten best players in the league. But yes, I think you know I think things like that happen, and I think um, in this series specifically, I think um, I think Giannis actually would be a if he was completely healthy would be a good, is a good matchup for the he's always a good matchup. But I think he's important against the Suns with the way that they stand up. Um, it'll be interesting. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to watch. Beautiful. Drops. Drops. You ready? Here's the deal. I think we need to go deep on CryptoPunks in episode two. Okay. That's the epicenter. All the future discussions, I think, will spin out from that foundation. That's the first project you ever showed me. Yep. It's the sort of OG... NFT collectible right now until dethroned. I'm sure at some point. I don't think it ever. I don't think. I don't think it ever gets dethroned. That's the beauty. This is why I put all my money into it so heavily. This is why I think you intuitively also agreed after I broke it down for you. It is. It's not the first, you know, but it's the first one that really like. It's like the fourth or the third. There's a lot of debate, right? There's some land, Ethereum, there's Ethereum or something like that. Then there's Curio cards, which I might be buying some more of, to be honest, to be transparent. I've got some. But 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 CryptoPunks is the product. It's I mean, fucking Jay-Z's Twitter handle right now is a CryptoPunk. Yep. Period. There's nothing else to say. Hove, arguably, if if you talk about like society, brand culture what matters the old hollywood q score like the rankings of fucking like juice the juice fucking jar i would argue in male hove might be number one kalish herm jump in here where is hove in the if there was like a world ranking of fucking mattering the fucking mattering meter let's make a little piece of content like that is Hove one? LeBron? Like, who? What? Like, it's Hove. I, I mean, if you go global, Messi, Ronaldo. Um, it's like a top five cultural icon, for sure. Oh, it could be. Yeah. And so, if that's true, and his Twitter handle is a fucking crypto punk, it's starting to happen. So, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, some people might not actually know what Why don't you so break punks, it down? It's a digital NFT non-fungible token there's 10,000 crypto punks they were made in 2017 it was you know soon after the ethereum blockchain came to prominence sort of a rival to bitcoin and there's some tech on the ethereum blockchain that enabled you know the creation of these tokens with smart contracts yeah the first big prominent nft project was crypto punks it took years before, you know, there were some early adopters, people came in and minted, you know, some people minted hundreds of CryptoPunks for free in 2017. Some people sold them, some held them. Then fast forward to the early 2011, you know, Jan, Feb, NFTs suddenly start to raise in prominence. They get on the radar for more and more people and CryptoPunks gets sort of identified as this really early on OG project and starts mooning. Gary, when did you first learn about CryptoPunks? What caught your eye? Um, I'd heard about it in passing like a year ago when I was doing sports cards, but it was like for a hundredth of a second. And then I started getting really serious about NFTs in December and January. And then I hit up my friend, Kevin Rose, OG web 2.0 dude started dig.com. And he goes, you got any punks? And, and I was only second time I'd, even heard it and I was like no and Kevin Rose in my opinion is one of the few other people I've met in my life that naturally can just taste in the oxygen things brewing and I'm like already like hot on NFTs then he says do you have a punk and I'm like wait a minute and that just like completely like gave me the last little piece of like let me really study the fuck out of this so then I'm just reading everything, watching every video, listening to podcasts, Discord. And so January is like literally first week of January is when I really went ham ham. And uh, 
And I spent about a month, and I have to go look back so I have officially right. My intuition is I bought in very early February. Um, the majority of my 54 punks that I own. Um, I bought like three, then I bought like 20, and then I went ham and bought another, like another 20. And, um, and it's my favorite community. The OGs are in there. Their Discord is like fucking like, like I feel like I have to be different in their Discord because I just have so much respect for all of the OGs in there, right? It's like, you know, like, it's like when you're a parent, but you go to like the grandparents' house and you still gotta be like, you gotta like play like the room properly. Um, and I believe that that NFTs will become foundational in society, like social media in a decade. And that in nine years, uh, let me be very random about this. In not, I'll give you one. I'll give you a super random one. In nine years, when Bronny, in his off season, decides he's ready to get more serious about NFTs and wants to add to his collection, no different than when Jay-Z decided to start buying high-end art 15 years ago, what's Bronny gonna buy? He's gonna buy a CryptoPunk. And so I think that, you know, and a V friend, Bronny hit me up. And so uh, I think that, um, and I actually mean what I said there. I think CryptoPunks is ingrained, fucking stitched. And then I think things like VFriends, the five projects, the three projects, whether it's Top Shot, whether it's Board Ape Yacht Club, whether it's VFriends, whether it's something that launches in two months, I do believe that there will be two or three projects in this next year that also become massive, massive, massive. But that's how I think about it. I think about it like card playing games. We have Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic the Gathering. We also have thousands of other people that have tried, many that never even launched, right? They like built the game, built the prototype, mm-hmm. and, and every card store said, go fuck yourselves, or they didn't make, or they ran out of money. We have tons that have come out since Magic the Gathering that have tried to be there, failed. Uh, as a matter of fact, if a listener on this podcast can hit me, hit me up on Twitter and say, at Gary V, if you can write a blog post on Medium or LinkedIn or however you do it about... 50 famous failed card games and add like a little bit of knowledge to like, let's say name the card game and then list like 12 or, you know, maybe three sentences on why. I will tweet that out often because I want to be educated because I want this reference point because that's what I think is going to happen with NFTs. There'll be a Pokemon. There'll be a Magic the Gathering. There'll be a Yu-Gi-Oh! And then there'll be far more, far more of the things that fail. And right now we're in that zone. So punks is kind of like the magic, the gathering, so yes. to speak, in this yes. analogy. Yes. How did you, like, figure out your strategy in punks? Uh, I know you're known for the purple hat. You know, how did you I, figure out what attributes yeah, here's what I you did. were going to be I first, bought, I first bought Floor because I felt like the rules hadn't been set yet. And just because aliens and, like, I knew that aliens and apes and zombies were through the roof because they were limited. But on the rest of the characters, VR, hoodie, pipe, top hat, purple hat, I went with purple hat because I, they spoke to me. I'd also was, this is not a joke, I also started getting uh, hats from my esports team. I'm, I'm part owner of version one in the Call of Duty League and the Rocket League with the owners of the Minnesota Vikings, the Will family. And so I got a bunch of these prototype hats. They're all like fucking purple, literally in the mail, Kalish, as I'm trying to decide my strategy. I'm also, you know, I've also been wearing hats, if you've noticed in my content last month, way more than beanies. It's just the ebb and flow. I used to wear hats a lot in high school and college. In college, I wore a hat the whole time. So I'm kind of like getting back into the hat over the beanie thing. I get these fucking version one purple hats. I'm looking at punks and then I'm thinking, okay, in 10 years, this is going to play out. When I think about the cultural icons, the influencers, the TikTokers, whatever TikTok is in seven years, hip hop, basketball, sports, video game culture, esports, e-boys, fucking artists. I'm like, hats are a lot easier to wear than a fucking pipe, than a VR thing. So if this purple hat mafia gets going and it becomes a thing, it's gonna trickle. And so that was my strategy of why I bought broad, but I bought very heavily top purple hat. I, you know, I think purple hat's gonna really matter. As a matter of fact, 
I gave a head nod to punks in V-Friends. One of my top 10 characters in V-Friends, I think, is Motivated Monster. I'm definitely gonna do big shit with yeah. him. He's got a scar on his face in the shape of a five. You know, I always throw up the five in my photos. Five is kind of my, like, one thing in my life, like superstition, good luck, love, kind of that I'm attached to. And then I gave him a purple hat. He wears a purple hat in my drawing. So, yeah, that was my strategy on it. Love it. When I was first getting started, you showed me punks. I bought first one in March. I bought six floor ones, and then somebody told me, no, you just get, like, one really good one. That's a better strategy than floor. What do you think is the nuance there between, I think like, that was what are the benefits of floor? I think What's that was, the benefits of Unless you up? buy a zombie ape or alien, I do think that the regular punks will ebb and flow. And, you know, when you look at punks, you know, I know what the rules are now, right? Like, I know a hoodie's strong. You know, I, I know, you know, kind of the way people are thinking about it. Like, I know that, like, the attributes play out. Like, I know people are huge on the beanie, the nerd, like, you know, the pipe. Like, I understand all that, the pipe, the top hat. I actually think that that's wrong. I, I What I mean by that is, right now, punks is a very small community. I think in four years, it's going to be much bigger. And I think Jay-Z and Jay Balvin, Becky G, Saweetie, Devin Booker, Kendall Jenner, um, you know, and many, many, many others are going to have a lot to say about which is the coolest one. So I went wider because I don't know if they may go in that direction. And maybe it's actually the aviator glasses, 3D glasses. Maybe it's the headband. We Like, as soon as Jay-Z bought, put his up, I went out and got the other one that kind of looked like him too. Yeah. They, you know, like, like I moved very, yeah, one, yeah, because, because I think that that's how it's going to actually play out. Beautiful. And you start to see the aspiration people want, you know, I, I saw a tweet, somebody started with half of an ETH, traded it up in Bored Apes Yacht Club in Cool Cats, some third project, traded it up to like 20 ETH, got a punk, and that was the game that they were playing, trying to spin oh, up I, kind of I small amount of yeah, ETH to a punk. I, I believe that if you're winning on MeBits or Mooncats or Wicked Craniums, right, or Alien Boy or Cyber Kongs, if you're playing down there, I think the elevating up, flipping, you know, I'm, uh, you know, the first little, you know, I watch every project, as, as you know, because I hit you both up this weekend. I was like, hey, I think these, um, I think these uh, deadheads. deadheads are going to have a little something. Uh, you know, they're 3D. I like them. I like the community. I like that they're trying to do an animated show. To me, it's like, look, they, they already told you they're going to do an animated show. I'm going to do that with Be Friends, but they're they're saying it publicly. They've already attached an Emmy Award winner producer to it. If God forbid that hits on Hulu or Amazon Prime or Netflix or ABC or Peacock, well, then it's fucking game over. Then these at 400 bucks, 300 bucks, now they're like 600 bucks. They unveiled this Wednesday. This is airing Friday. So two days ago it unveiled. The Discord's lively. It's good people. It, you know, it doesn't feel like a rug pull. It could be, but I don't think so. And that's actually probably my biggest advice on drops this weekend. VFriends got expensive. Herm didn't listen. I told him at a half of ETH, he should have bought a fuckload. He didn't listen. Herm, don't shake your head. Herm, did you listen properly when I begged you as a dear friend to buy more because there was that weird window for three, four days when it was at floor pricing and I knew everybody was sleeping on me and I know when I get a chip on my shoulder, it gets me triple angry and I'm gonna fucking destroy the world and I feel I can beat the whole world, eight billion to one, fuck all of you. I'm gonna win. And did I not tell you to go ham and have, now they're at fucking five, we're almost at five ETH floor on friends. That's 10X, Herm. I mean, the conviction was not as strong as what you just, you know, articulated. Kalish, on please episodes. jump in here and be a third voice. <laughs> it was not, not as strong. Because Kalish would have picked them Kalish. all. Kalish! No, it was, it was not as strong. It's always hard to thread the needle between... Because you don't want to play the role of, like, you're shilling the project. And you want it to also get across that, like, you're going to make a shit ton of money if you buy this project. 
So that's an You're impossible right. needle to thread. And You're I saw right. what you were up to, and I kind of read between the lines and bought like 12 V friends. I think Herm just couldn't kind of read between the lines enough. Kalish, you also that. own you own Diamond Panda, right? Yeah. Diamond Patient Panda. That's the crown jewel. That's a top 10 V friend for sure. That's a top 10 V friend. I think top 10. I as think of that's right a top now, one or oh, two. Oh, it's top five, probably. I think right now, Hollow is the best spectacular. Like, that's what I'm seeing with Diamond yeah. right behind it. I don't know. Who has Hollow Panda? Do I have that in my go? Someone, no, someone. No, that's it. the one Matt tried to buy. So right. I set I, my alarm. I had my alarm set. <laughs> it said, you know, Hollow Patient Panda, wake up. I was ready to bid. I bid on it the second it, it launched. I think somebody just sniped me. Like, they just were that much faster. They had better gas. Quick fingers. Fast let's go back gas. to pumps. Yeah. Everybody, whether it's, whether it's, and let's give some love here today. Whether it's, you know, um, whether it's deadheads, whether it's craniums, whether it's bulls on the block, whether it's kennel club, you know, whether it's NFT boxes, uh, punk comics, you know, what, whatever it is, a gateway project that isn't expensive, I think is a very good place to look, right? You know, I think um, Gutter Cat Gang, right? Um, cool Cats, Forgotten Ruins, Wizards. I just want to just give some love to some of these, you know, smaller projects. I think Punk's Comics is very good. Um, you know, I think MetaKey is incredible. Uh, uh, I think... Looking at it, um, you know, and getting a gateway project that costs you a couple hundred bucks, you learn how to get a MetaMask, you learn how to get Ethereum. And if you get fortunate, because on the record, 98 of these percent of these, 95% of these will start low, maybe go up for a week and then crash and go to zero or very close to zero. There'll be too much supply. But... If you're a day trader and you catch it right, building up towards a punk, I think, what an incredible, this is advice I'm giving to my best friends that props and drops listeners get the benefit of. Finding a project or two to go low in so you learn, so you don't get scared of like your NFT getting stolen, so you learn not to give away your secret phrase. Because you're gonna learn, like people made mistakes. There were people that bought BeFriends and got their BeFriends stolen because even though I put out 800 fucking pieces of content of never give out your seed phrase, now kudos to MetaMask, they call it your secret phrase to help people realize don't give that shit out. People still did, you know why? Because they're greedy, Kalish. Somebody would DM them on Discord and say, I'll give you a more expensive one if you tr- give me your phrase. Like it's fucking ridiculous. Greed is why people get caught and get tricked. Anyway, nonetheless, a early project, pick something you like. Not because I said so, not because, you know, Pranksy or Beanie or or Kalish, like pick something you like, get into the Discord, make friends, learn, and three, four, five hundred bucks makes you not lose it. You know, this it's actually how I'm thinking about series two, Kalish. Series two V Friends is gonna be fucking Real real quick, I, I want to make one point on this, which is you've said this many times. You take money that you can lose 100% of in these projects. It's a every lot of them are going to go every very badly. Dollar, every single dollar that I have in yes. NFTs can go to zero, and that's what everybody should do. And I've worked very hard for 20 fucking five years to make my bag bigger. But if I was 23, I would have done the same thing and I would have spent $600 or $6,000 or whatever the fuck it would have been. And that's where I think everybody, if you are listening to Props and Drops, if you're a human being that's listening to this fucking podcast, you're the kind of person that should learn the full cycle of buying an NFT and selling an NFT. And if that means your entire bag is 800 bucks, that's amazing because there's projects to do it. You're not gonna be in Punk's land. You're not gonna be in Friends land. You're not gonna be in Bored Ape Yacht Club land. Guess what? If you're as good as I think you might be, if you're listening to this show, after a year, you might own a punk and a friend because you fucking crushed your day trading flipping game. Yeah. The key to this being a good time is you take, if you have the goal, trade up to a punk and you can start with $500 or $300 and you can see that go to zero and be all good. Or have Speculating it stolen. Speculating on these, right? these early or have it projects. Stolen. Yep. 
beautiful tire. It's so fun. Like Remember the this. Heads, this. I jumped online right away, started grabbing them up. I love, me too, you know, man. I have like 38 deadheads, but that's how many money that can go Whoa, to zero. How many do you have? Yeah. I'm like 38 now. Fuck, I'm 30. I'm pissed. Right, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm buying one right now. I I'm 36. Yeah, I've 30. Been, I've been checking how many you have and trying to get one or two more. Are you being that fucking serious? No, no, I'm not. But do you have 38? Random, Don't bullshit. I, I have 38. I swear on the Jets. I'm buying one right now. Hold on. I just need to get my buy it now part down. Price does uh, not matter. Just need it. <laughs> I just, I just fucking need it. Um, $740 when you convert it with gas. I'm getting one. I have 37. Herm, why don't you talk while I buy these two? And on that note, Matt, let's talk about the pool. Yeah, people don't know that Herm, it's 7 a.m. He's in Montana for the match. He's very tired right now. We got him Why is he tired at 7 a.m.? Gangsters are not tired. Yeah. What time do you go to sleep, oh, Herm? Tell the truth. It. Don't lie. <laughs> Herm, tell the truth. Don't 10 lie. 10 p.m. And what time did you wake up? Like 5.30. I feel Dude, great. Seven and a half, listen, seven and a half Kalish is a legit number. That's yeah, a respectful I feel number. And I don't That's think he number. should be, I don't think his energy should be this low with seven and a half hours. I thought you I were feel, going harder than that, actually, in Montana. I'm surprised <sighs> to hear 10. I hedged. I knew where Gary was going, and I just I hedged a little bit. You hedged what? All right, you told cool. Him, did you lie? No, no, I need to know. Did you lie? No, I did not lie. Tell? No, okay. I left. He slept I left seven and a half hours, and yeah, his energy's not great. good enough. He had this huge first appearance. You know what hurts me like on this show? I had a, gr- I, like I that kid had a that solid. moved into your neighborhood. He had a good first day of school because he's like the new kid. But by the end of the week, we all have one of these, right? The kid that came from out of town, new kid in the school, had a good first day. You think there's real potential there? The girls are intrigued. The guys think he's cool, and then by like week two, you're like, oh, he, that was not actually a factor. Just wait till yeah. week three. Okay, I'll wait for your episode three. Yeah. I mean, right, you didn't get fired in episode one, so that's a good thing. Then also, free-to-play pool. We had tens of thousands of people jump in the last free-to-play props and drops pool. Everyone cool. should jump into this. It's just free money. You know, predict things that are happening on the on the pod. You know, it's a good time. Everybody is, should jump into that 100%. Herm, is there a link to that pool for within the app that I can share? Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Can I have that, please? Yep. We're also so, we're also launching ahead. a listener league for with DFS contests uh, that Gary you'll be participating in. Matt oh, no, can I'm watch and judge because as an officer of the company he can't he can't be involved, uh, but he'll watch and judge you. And then they'll, we're also going to set up a one on one you versus him. This is this is why we need a Discord. Everybody, we will push heavily in episode three, the URL, we'll put in the copy of this one if it's ready. We need everybody listening to this to live on the Discord. So all these fucking cool things that fucking DK's coming up with to like incentivize you guys to like dominate, like we can link and fucking go crazy and talk shit and talk about the McGregor fight and all that. The Discord's everything, Herm. Get your shit together. <laughs> you need somewhere to post your gold medal prop bet. That's for I think, sure. I think there's a very important thing that we should update because I know we're heading out and we're already late. But like one last thing that I think is very important to this episode, which is as of this moment, um, I have 39 deadheads, and you have 38. Awesome. Well, I have three. I'm going to keep my plan secret for now. You know where to find my uh, my Ethereum address if you want to stock out how many I have. But what it's is, on. Yeah, share, it's your, share your ETH. So, look, the key numbers here are like 420. I need to have like 420 of them. You will For the culture. It's really for the culture. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I don't know. Like, that would be a real bag. If you're buying 420, can you please buy some more V-Friends? Because I have no yeah, idea what the fuck's going to happen with Deadheads, but I can tell you right now to your face, don't do what your fucking friend over here did. You know? Just, yeah, you don't want to have a, you don't want to be a light. Herm, you disrespected my, my, like, I felt like you were one of these people in the world who You didn't sell it even most. close to as hard as you're doing right now. We were sitting on the couch at Kayla's house, and reputation. I said, what should I buy? Have you, is anybody, anybody listening, please check out Pea Party. Can we Just get Mayha on the show? Because she was there yeah. too. Yeah, and, Mayha would, and I ask Mayha would her. Be. She would be like, Herm was scared. 
I've never yeah. seen a redheaded she man would, so scared actually. in his life. She's you were very scared. Sick. You were scared the whole time. Kalish said it perfectly. I didn't want it, because it was my project, so it was weird. I didn't want to be a douche and make it seem like I was overselling you. But but Kalish read between the lines. Yeah. Anyone and who's you, ever sold something knows, like, you don't want to be shill. You can't just full-on shill your own project. That's her, bullshit. One part of this quote, you have her, to thread the I promise you, my life depends on this project. I would never ruin my reputation. What part of that sentence didn't make you feel positive? Look, I'm happy I have two. I'm pumped for the first gift. Sad. I think you should announce. Admit you're you should sad announce. you didn't buy one on the floor. Like, you sit and brush your teeth, and you're like, wait a minute. I know Gary. I've no, I don't get him. sad. No, not you, Harm. I'm talking to Seth. Seth. Right? You, there had to be at some point in the last Seth, couple weeks don't admit where you were like, no, no, he has to admit it because he knows he's, you had to be at some point when you're showering or like had some downtime, you're like, let me get the straight. I fucking know the guy perfectly. Right, you. I, I admit, I admit I this is real money, Herm. People yeah, bought things for fucking two thousand bucks that they sold for fourteen thousand. That's like real money. I think you should announce Seth the first. Seth that twelve thousand dollar profit flip on the fucking guy he knew the best. He has to question his soul to why he didn't support. All right, I gotta go. Kalish, thank you for this week. Herm, thank you for this week. Uh, everybody, if you're listening, you're listening to this on a Friday or Saturday morning. Please, please, please tell us what you think about the trilogy fight what your hot take is and hit up at Kalish at Gary V on Twitter with your hot takes hashtag props and drops we will see you on episode 3 shortly we'll be together again physically I'm excited I'm bringing the energy unlike Herm did in episode 2 oh my god see everybody love you guys love you guys